Welcome to this episode of Sound Bites, a podcast series produced by the National Psoriasis Foundation, the nation's leading organization for individuals living with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In each episode, someone who lives with psoriatic disease, a loved one, or an expert will share insights with you on living well. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. My name is Corinne Pettit, and I'm here today to highlight two amazing youth ambassadors who went through a thorough application process along with numerous other applicants to be selected as exceptional community youth leaders. Today, we'll learn more about the Youth Ambassador Program, along with how unique Sam and Jensen truly are as they share their psoriasis story. Well, welcome, Sam and Jensen. It's a pleasure having you on SoundBites today. So let's start with learning more about each of you. So Sam, when were you first diagnosed with psoriasis, and what was your reaction to having the disease? So I was first diagnosed around the age of five, but they weren't officially sure it was psoriasis until around seven or eight. They diagnosed it originally as eczema, but I got a confirmation about what it was as I grew up a little. But as I was young, five, six, seven, eight, I didn't really know what was going on. So I kind of just went about my life as as usual, except for the cracks on my hands and feet and the scales. But other than that, I basically went about life as normal, just like with that one little difference. And how old are you now? I am currently 19. And Sam, you were diagnosed at a fairly young age with psoriasis. How did your classmates react to you when you were younger? It was kindergarten through second grade when I first got my official diagnosis. You know, kids are curious. They want to know everything. They want to know what's going on. So I didn't really have the answers when I was that age. I was just as confused as they were. But my parents were super supportive. My dad yearly would come in and kind of talk about what psoriasis is and say, like, it's not contagious, it's not anything that'll hurt you, it's just something that happens inside the body that's different from yours, and nothing bad, it's just different. One of the best examples that I think really got through it all my classmates was he would come in with Legos, because I love Legos, even though my fingers are cracked, and it was a little difficult, but I love Legos. And he would get the very large Legos, and one of them would have an eye on it, and it, he would cycle the Lego block to be a stack of, like, seven to ten, And he would say, everybody else's skin cells, they go around once every month. And this eye goes all the way back to the top of the end of the month. But Sam's, they go a lot faster than that. And this happens once every week or so. All that extra skin, it just builds up on his hands, his feet, his knees, his elbows. And it's nothing to be worried about. It's just how his body works. Oh, it's so nice that your dad came in to provide that analogy to your class, Sam. What a great visual to help your classmates understand how quickly skin grows with psoriasis. And Jensen, you probably developed psoriasis at the same age, but unlike Sam, you weren't diagnosed until you were a teen. What happened during that delay and what effect did it have on you as a teen? So I developed psoriasis at about age seven, but I wasn't diagnosed until I was 14. So for that intervening seven years, I did go to different doctors and I did try different treatments. I was misdiagnosed a few times. First, I think a pretty common one, especially younger kids and when something shows up on the skin is ringworm. And then that like the treatments for that didn't, of course, do anything. And then my own pediatrician thought it was eczema. So I did treatments for that for a few years. And then it wasn't until I finally did go see a dermatologist specifically that they're like, oh yeah, that's 
definitely psoriasis and started getting kind of on the right track for that. But during that period of time, it was really just kind of a cycle of not really knowing what was going on with my body. And like Sam said, kids are curious, but the problem was, and adults too, to be fair, I didn't know what to tell people when they asked me what was on my skin. I had no answer for that. So I think that was just a little bit confusing, but I didn't let it get to me too much. I tried to avoid having that conversation with anybody, but as a teenager, once I knew what it was, it just was. And for you both, uh, what do you like to tell your friends when they ask about your psoriasis? Do you have like a three-sentence message you can pass along to other kids with psoriasis? I know, Sam, you mentioned your dad would go into the school to talk about it. It's much more than that. You could probably get it down to three sentences, but to go through what it really is, there's a reason my dad had a 20-minute presentation for eight-year-olds. But when I was younger, I did not know what was going on. When people asked me, I would look at my mom for an answer. But we actually started a run in Columbus with the help of the NPF. And I think over the eight years we did it, we raised over $150,000, which is incredible that our community joined us for that. But when we met new people, like babysitters or new family friends, they would say, oh, what's that on your hands? Or what's that on your knees or feet? And I'd say, oh, it's my psoriasis. I would learn and gain confidence. And their response would nine times out of 10 be, oh, that's what you do the run for. And the conversation would be over. So the fact that the awareness had spread that quickly throughout my entire town, within like two to three years, everybody knew it. There were no more like, ooh, what's that on your hands? questions. It was more of a, I think it's really cool that you're doing a run for this. How can I support kind of thing? And really the biggest message to get back to your original question would be to just spread awareness as much as you can, because it's not like a terrible secret. It's not even a good secret. It's just something you have and you should be proud of it because you can't really change it. So why not embrace it? Yeah, that's such good advice, Sam. And what an amazing way to increase awareness about psoriatic disease while helping to fund a cure. The event in Columbus is exceptional. We really appreciate all you and your family do. So thank you. And Jensen, how about you? How do you tell your friends about your psoriasis? Do you have a message that you'd like to pass along to other kids with the disease? I'm kind of disappointed in myself looking back. But once again, I didn't know better for that amount of time. But whenever I would have kids or their parents, asked me what it was on my skin. I just said that I fell down. I scraped up my elbows. I don't think they believed me, but I didn't know what else to say. And that bothers me looking back because I didn't have the wherewithal to say at age seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, that just is something that I have. It doesn't go away. At that point, I thought it was eczema. So I knew it wasn't contagious. So I shouldn't have been bothered by having it. I think my message given that experience would probably be that, which is like Sam said, it's just a difference that you have and it doesn't have to define you if you don't want it to. And I think that I would tell kids, especially younger kids, if you know you have psoriasis, to not be afraid to let people know that because at least it could help kids with cases like mine be diagnosed faster if people know that kids get psoriasis. Because I think that that until pretty recently is something that not everybody thought young children do get it pretty frequently. Yeah. Thanks, Jensen, for sharing your story and for your message to other kids. It's important to find a way to let others know that you have psoriasis or psoriatic arthritis. I'm so glad that you found the National Psoriasis Foundation and for being a part of what we do as a youth ambassador. We really appreciate all you do. Absolutely. I definitely appreciate that. I now can have the the tools to sort of share that aspect of my story. 
Yeah, and we are always here to support you if you need it. MPF has a number of resources for you through our spot at psoriasis.org forward slash r hyphen spot. So you've both tried a variety of treatments over the years, from topicals and oral treatments to biologics. What would you say helped the most? My parents have been incredibly supportive of the entire psoriasis endeavor. But I feel like as I've gotten older, the treatments have gotten better. I think it's it's my mom's favorite running joke to go through my medical history of psoriasis and see what we haven't tried. I feel like as I've gotten older, once I crossed 18, the medicines like opened up a lot. And I feel like there should be like a bigger push for authorizing those types of medicines for kids because it it changed everything. Up until 14, 15, I was on some of the medicines, but there were still patches showing up when the weather changed or just out of nowhere. The different medicines just got rid of it. And as of now, I think the last time I had a patch was probably four or five years ago. Wow, Sam, that's pretty amazing. And Jensen, how about you? I had a similar experience definitely with having medications authorized under the age of 18. And it really did limit my uh, potential for having a really good experience with any of them. So when I was younger and first diagnosed, I ended up using just topicals and that really never did much for me. But at that point, we didn't really know what other choices there were. And then went for systemics, which did hold me over because at that point I was 16, I think. So we were getting there to the point where I would be able to sort of see more of what biologics had to offer. And then those actually stopped working for me right after I turned 18. So it was really fortunate that at that point I was able to start using a biologic and I've been using it ever since. It definitely was a life changer. Wow, it's awesome that you have a similar story to Sam. I'm so glad the biologic worked for you. And Sam, you've been very active in sports such as football, wrestling, track and field. What's your favorite sport? So football, I've grown up around. I grew up a Michigan fan. So to go back to your question, football to watch and play. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm curious, when you were involved with sports, did you ever encounter any issues with teammates or a coach as a result of your psoriasis? So not during football, wrestling. I had my dermatologist write like a one sentence email. Sam has psoriasis. It's not ringworm. Let him wrestle. And just kept it in the training box in case it ever came up with the rest. And for track, there were no issues there. In seventh grade, I played basketball. And there was one coach that was from a school about 40 minutes away from us who was a little bit more insensitive than the rest of them. And I remember this game because I sat on the bench the entire time with the stat book, but I had to wear gloves. I think I had a moisturizer underneath the gloves because the gloves were really dry. But the opposing coach thought that my psoriasis would get on the ball and hurt his players or mess with the ball or something. And looking back on it, it's hilarious. And my mom said that that's not the real reason, but I'm pretty sure that was the real reason. So I wore latex gloves in a basketball game that I didn't actually end up playing in. It's a nice running joke for my team, though. So kind of funny. Big picture, not so much, but it's a funny story to remember. Wow, that's quite the story, Sam. That gives parents and other kids an idea of what they could encounter and what they can do in similar circumstances, so thank you. And Jensen, you play sports too. What's your favorite sport and what other hobbies do you enjoy? So in high school, I was a competitive swimmer actually from elementary school until I graduated. And then my last two years of high school, I played lacrosse. I think lacrosse was probably more uh, 
entertaining than swimming if I have to be honest but I mean swimming was definitely what I was good at and at that point I'd done it for so long that it was just something that I did now that I'm not in high school anymore I kind of have fallen out of playing sports but I I kind of focus more on creative outlets when I can and when I'm really busy with school just about the only way I can do that is journaling and sometimes I'll walk my dog on the trails little things to just kind of brighten my day more than anything else I hope that I can make more time for that in future semesters but mostly just kind of figuring out where I can outlet energy creative and and physical energy still even if I'm not playing sports yeah being in college can make it challenging to juggle everything You just mentioned journaling and bullet journaling in your application for a youth ambassador. Can you give us an idea of what you do for journaling? I hope I can make it sound exciting enough, but it's it's a journal that is everything you need it to be. Like um, I like to doodle in mine and play with colors and everything, and that's just kind of fun. But I make it my planner for school, my calendar, my to-do list, my shopping list, an actual journal. I get kind of nervous when I'm using like true journals or true planners. It just is a little bit only one purpose for me. But what's kind of fun about these is they're really low pressure and every new page can be exactly what you need it to be in that moment. So if you just need a place to write something down, you can. You don't have to worry about ruining the whole aesthetic of the journal, I guess. But I think that that is just kind of an aspect that I appreciate about that. I love looking through like Pinterest and Instagram and seeing all these designs that other people do. And I'm thinking that's a really good idea. I want to try that for my next month when I plan out my school schedule. So That's always really fun. It's just being able to see the ideas of others and figure out how to incorporate them as well. Hey, that's really clever. I also like to see what I can find and create from Pinterest and Instagram as well. Some amazing ideas there. So if you don't mind me asking, what's your major in college? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am a pre-med major at the moment, but I'm working towards applying to the College of Nursing at my university. Wow, that's great. What you just shared clearly shows that you can be anything you want, and you're certainly proving that you're far more than your psoriasis. That's just one piece of who you are. So for you both, and Jensen, we'll start with you first, what would you say is the most difficult part of living with psoriasis? I debated about sharing this just because this is something that it's kind of like a, a common problem mixed with psoriasis that just ends up being a little bit more difficult. I always, other than psoriasis, struggled with having just bad skin in terms of like just being a teenager with with acne and everything else. And what made worse is that I also had facial psoriasis and some of my worst flares. So the medications that would be used to treat psoriasis would make my acne worse and the medications that would be used for acne would make my psoriasis flare. And that was a horrible cycle that I went through for years until pretty recently, um, actually, that I actually figured out a balance to get that under control. And that was a struggle for me in high school, emotionally as well, just to have two things going on, either one or the other at any given time. But on a practical level or on a like more abstract level, I guess I would say, I'm always just a little bit worried about when a flare isn't a flare and when I need to switch to a new biologic or when something is, is coming up soon and suddenly I have psoriasis flares or all the years that I went misdiagnosed and how that's going to impact me in terms of comorbid conditions in the future, that is always a concern for me. Yeah, thank you for sharing your thoughts, Jensen. I'm sure that was not easy to do. My guess is that you're not alone in your concern or in sharing the dual issue of treating psoriasis and acne. Thank you for offering such hope. You have a really positive attitude, and it's great to be able to share your comments with other youth who may be listening. And Sam, we just heard from Jensen. What's the most difficult part of living with psoriasis for you? If you had asked me this question about 10 years ago, I would have said awareness, you know, getting it out. One of the, the biggest things 
in kindergarten when we were learning how to write our names, I would hold a pencil wrong because my fingers were so cracked. And to this day, I still hold a pencil and a pen wrong, according to many people, but it looks like just a big fist. So the most difficult part was kind of just adapting to it as I grew up. It's kind of what Jensen was saying. You never know when your next flare is coming or what reason it could be. And the global pandemic is definitely not helping. So you never know what's coming next. The way that you hold your pen, I, I also write like that. And I didn't ever know what I attributed that to. My thumb used to split from the web when it was bad. So it yeah. makes sense. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know that I also write like that pretty frequently. You know, I had cracks. Like It was one point when I was like 10 where I was like, my thumb's going to fall off if I get a crack all the way around, which is not how that works. And there were some days I couldn't even walk around the house. Looking back, there were there were certainly bad days. It is worlds better. Last year, I graduated high school as a 12-season athlete, 13 if you include the double in freshman year. So you can beat it. Yeah, you absolutely can. And you're a great example of how it can be done. Thanks for sharing, Sam. So Jensen, how did you first hear about the National Sciences Foundation? I was thinking about that. And for whatever reason, I ended up on the email um, newsletters and then sort of things that come through that channel. I ended up just getting really good information that way. I don't know exactly how I heard, but I got myself in that information sphere and I'm happy that I did. Of course, it ended up leading to me being here. We're absolutely glad that you found us and the Advance Weekly is a great way to stay informed. And Sam, I know your dad and your mom have been very involved in the foundation. How did you get involved? So my dad was looking for a psoriasis support group right after my diagnosis and he found that there wasn't one. So he actually stumbled upon the NPF and kind of brought that back to us. And yeah, here we are. Yeah, we're so glad that you're here. Thank you. So Sam, why did you choose to become a youth ambassador for the National Psoriasis Foundation? So I've been a youth ambassador for the last 10 years, starting with the run where we started in 2011. I did a conference in D.C. that year or soon after for youth ambassadors. And I got to meet kids all around America with psoriasis. And it was actually really eye-opening to me as a 10-year-old who was kind of feeling like outcasted in a way. Like I felt different and nothing I could do to change that. But going to this convention, meeting all these other people that feel the same way I do is actually really eye-opening. But I got back into this program because I want to help kids that go through the same thing I did and let them know you're not alone. There's plenty of other kids just like you going through the same thing. They're all out there too. Very commendable. I think MBF's educational conferences are a great way to connect with others who have psoriatic disease and to know that you're not alone. Some kids can feel so isolated, especially if they're the only one in the area who has the disease. So thank you very much for stepping up to help other youth. And Jensen, how about you? Why did you choose to become a youth ambassador? When I saw the email that was asking for applicants for youth ambassadors, I was kind of, I had a kind of a new confidence in my skin and I definitely thought this would be a good opportunity to, to celebrate that and be able to share that. So I just thought I might try this and see if they need me. I ended up applying. So I thought this would be good for me, healthy for me to have a chance to share my story if I am given that chance. So yeah, that's kind of it. I've become a lot more candid with what I've gone through. Yeah, it's so admirable for being out there and wanting to share your story and be an example to other kids. So Jensen, what types of activities do you do as a youth ambassador? Since I was kind of new to the NPF as a whole, 
even before I became an ambassador. I have really just participated in events as an ambassador, speaking at the the virtual marathon events, the World Active Day. Just the experiences that I've had this year so far have been really great and really fun and great ways to spread awareness and to meet the community of people that share this aspect. So yeah, I would say mostly virtual events. I hope that one day when we can all be a little bit more together, I will make my way around to some of the in-person marathons and walks. I'd love that. And you're doing this podcast. And Sam, how about you? You mentioned the run walk at home and that you were an unofficial youth ambassador for a while. What other activities have you participated in? So this year, all the events have been virtual, but I actually think that's a very solid addition and something that we should probably continue to keep doing. Last semester, I was able to go to events, not like go to events. I went to a San Diego bikeathon, went to, it was a bingo night stamp out psoriasis and like events all across the country from my dorm room. I can sit here and participate, give my support and be there, feel the atmosphere again. It's something I think that we should continue to do. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Not everyone can travel to events. Have you ever participated in any of the foundation's advocacy events? So I did that and that definitely will be lobbying Congress to help lower the age restrictions on some of these different medications that have been proved to work, get it available to a younger demographic that could really help kids who think they're alone, help them move past that. And I think that would be ideal. Oh, absolutely. Jensen, are you interested in advocacy efforts as well? Absolutely. I hope that when everything is back to normal, as it were, I can, even if not as youth ambassador, continue to interact in that capacity. From like a lobbying and advocacy standpoint, that sounds like it absolutely would have benefited me when I was younger, when I would have wished I could have been approved for a medication that was not approved for me. That's something that I know would change a lot of lives, like Sam said. Oh, yeah, definitely. And do you urge other youth with psoriasis to become a youth ambassador? What process did you go through to become a youth ambassador? I absolutely would. I think it's really important for younger people to share their story with psoriasis and to and to let other kids know that they're not alone in having psoriasis. I think it's kind of like a role model situation. If I had known about the NPF when I was younger, I would have really loved seeing kids in a position of being that for younger kids with psoriasis who maybe don't see a lot of representation of themselves. The process, the application, it really just asked me to share my story, which I really enjoyed. I hadn't really thought about it in great detail until that moment. And then I realized all the, the ways that that has changed me. And I think in terms of the process, I'm 20 and the eligibility was through age 20. So I thought I might be, I might be kind of old, but I really hope that I might have the opportunity to, to still share that my story and be a youth ambassador for, for young people with psoriasis. And that process was really enjoyable. I loved going through that. And Sam, how about you? Would you encourage other youth to become an MPF youth ambassador? 100% yes. Without a doubt, I don't know how many more ways I can say yes, but all of them and more. Absolutely do it. It is such a cool experience. I became a youth ambassador through the run, and then I think I've always been on the NPF's radar since then. It's not every day that somebody starts a run in a city. I think multiple times we got a top 30 national family team in our peak 2013 to 2015. It was a really good application process. It was a lot less than I thought it would be. It was a lot, like Jensen was saying, like just share your story. And that's really the, like the biggest part of being a youth ambassador is just sharing your story to other people. 
and like finding out everybody's got these same commonalities. Like how Jensen and I figured out about 10 minutes ago that we hold a pencil the same way. So for both of you, given you're in college, what are your plans for the future? Well, I'm not sure exactly what field specifically and in what capacity I'll end up, but it's definitely my goal to work in healthcare. I'm super interested in that on like a just kind of a scientific curiosity level, but also whether it be as a nurse or as a doctor or some other capacity in the future can make that experience that much better for patients. That's something that I would love to do. I just think that that would be so cool too. Bedside experience specifically to interact with people and learn more about other people's stories and to just being in the hospital or at the doctor's office, it's not fun. But if I can make that less rough, I'd feel really good about that. In terms of MPF, I aim to long after my my time as youth ambassador is over to find involvement now that I know all the capacities that there are to be involved with it. Yeah, we would love to have you stay involved. And Sam, what are your plans for the future? As of right now, just a freshman with an undecided major. I'm in the business school. I think I'm leaning towards like some kind of management or hopefully sports management. I would love to get in a front office of a football team, go full circle with that. I'm a little obsessed with football and a little is an understatement. I'll text my dad and my friends breaking news about their teams before ESPN reports it. It's a little concerning how quickly I get information as a freshman in college. Well, I certainly wish you both the best as you pursue your future plans. And for your final message, what would you like to share with other youth who have psoriasis and our listeners today about the Youth Ambassador Program? What I learned only while I was an ambassador, and I wish I had known it sooner, is that there's a huge community of people with psoriatic disease behind you. And whether you choose to embrace your psoriasis or instead decide not to let it define you, this community is here for you, behind you, and fighting for you every step of the way. And I'm just really thrilled that I've been given the opportunity to to be that, at least for youth in the psoriatic disease community. And Sam, how about you? What final message would you like to share? My final message is you know, similar to Jensen's, that there's people all over going through the same thing that you are. We're all here behind you. And being a youth ambassador is kind of special like that because we get to be on kind of like the front lines of the support system. Another big benefit that I forgot to mention earlier is that it's not just a bunch of adults talking at you. Well, thank you once again, Sam and Jensen, for being here today and to share your story and offer insights about what it means to be a youth ambassador. For more information on the youth ambassadors, or if you have an interest in becoming a youth ambassador, send a message to getinfo at psoriasis.org. During April, the National Psoriasis Foundation is saying thank you and celebrating all of our wonderful volunteers such as Sam and Jensen. We appreciate each and every volunteer and all that they do to help the foundation move our mission forward. Thank you also to our sponsors who provided support on behalf of this program through unrestricted educational grants. Amgen, Bristol-Myers Squibb, Janssen, Novartis, Pfizer, and UCB. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Bites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Sound Bites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Ghana, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.